Hi, it's Tony Thaxton here. I uh, just have to make a quick announcement to you all that this week's episode is a little bit different. I'm going to give a free episode from the Patreon feed into the normal feed here today. I'm sorry there's not a normal episode. This one's going to focus on a song instead of an album, but I'm back on the road. Finished My last show of the tour is tonight. And I have the big live show in Minneapolis tomorrow, a live Bizarre Albums if you live in Minneapolis at the Able Brewery. And my preparation for that, between that and the tour, just made it impossible for me to get an episode done in time this week. So I'm going to give you an episode from the Patreon feed. Those are normally at patreon.com slash bizarrealbums. It's a great way to support the show. So if you like this episode, check out the Patreon page. And uh, so here you go. Here's a bonus episode in the normal feed. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. Ladies and gentlemen... The story you're about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. Dragnet first began as an American radio series in June of 1949, featuring the cases of Los Angeles police detective Sergeant Joe Friday and his partners. It was created by the man who portrayed Joe Friday, actor Jack Webb. After a bumpy start, it eventually found its stride and ran on NBC Radio until 1957 after 314 episodes. Two years into its radio run, Dragnet also made the move to television, using many of the same actors. Jack Webb initially didn't want to play Friday on the TV version, but he'd become so well-established on the radio show that NBC insisted he play the role. This version ran for eight seasons until 1959. It later ran in syndication under the name Badge 714. In 1967, Webb revived Dragnet, once again with NBC, and this time, it would be in color. The story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. To differentiate this new version from the other Dragnet, each season had the year it aired added to the title. When the show first came back, it was called Dragnet 1967, and by the time it ended, it was Dragnet 1970. Five years after Dragnet ended, a new late-night live variety show debuted on NBC. Originally just called NBC's Saturday Night, eventually Saturday Night Live, it was developed as a replacement for the best of Carson reruns of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson that NBC had been airing on Saturday nights. Carson had recently said that he wanted the weekend shows saved for weeknights so that he could take more time off. The youngest member of the SNL cast was 23-year-old Dan Aykroyd from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Originally hired only as a writer, Aykroyd became an official cast member before the show even started airing. On top of his impressions of Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon, Aykroyd was also known for his recurring characters such as Beldar from the Coneheads 
and one of the Fest Drunk Brothers, a.k.a. the Wild and Crazy Guys, alongside Steve Martin. After all, there's no other pair of Czech brothers who cruise and swing so successfully in tight slacks. <laughs> we are the Wild and Crazy Guys! In 1977, Aykroyd even won an Emmy for his writing on the show. In 1978, he and John Belushi debuted a couple of new musical characters. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime here at the fabulous Black Rhino Club, home of quality the day, home of the rhythm and blues sound of the day. Yes, I am Joe Marquis, your MC, and we personally hope that you have enjoyed or will enjoy the fine people we have arranged for your listening and The origins of the Blues Brothers actually goes back to 1976 in an SNL sketch where Howard Shore and his all-bee band play I'm a King Bee, with Belushi singing and Dan Aykroyd playing harmonica, while dressed in bee costumes. Aykroyd was the person who supposedly introduced John Belushi to blues music, and soon after, the two started singing with local blues bands, eventually taking it to SNL as the Blues Brothers. They even released their debut album in 1978 as well, Briefcase Full of Blues. In 1980, they hit the big screen in the Blues Brothers movie. Also in 1980, a new sitcom debuted on ABC. The show was about two single men, working but struggling in the creative advertising business. They disguised themselves as women in order to live in the one apartment building that they could afford. The show was Bosom Buddies, starring Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks. So, uh, Cindy, what, uh, what else do you do? Oh, well, like Henry said in his tape, the, the usual, usual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> movies, books, walks in the park, I belong to a choral group, and I worship the devil. That was on my list, too. Likes music. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you belong to a choral group, and what? I worship Satan. You know, Beelzebub, Prince of Darkness. I can't wait for Henry to meet him. Oh, Cindy, I want to meet all your friends. Oh. The show only ran for two seasons, but after the success of Tom Hanks' films Bachelor Party and Splash, NBC aired reruns of the show in the summer of 1984. With several movies under both of their belts, Aykroyd and Hanks teamed up together to star in the 1987 movie version of Dragnet. This version would be both a parody and an homage to the original series. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aykroyd would play the role of Joe Friday, something he'd even done once before in a sketch back in his SNL days. Aykroyd also co-wrote the movie and initially wanted John Belushi's brother Jim in the role of his partner Pep Strebeck, a role created for the film. Jim Belushi was unavailable, and the role was given to Tom Hanks. 
The movie did moderately well, grossing over $57 million at the box office, but the real standout of the movie came during its end credits, when we get to hear the return to music from Dan Aykroyd and the recording debut of Tom Hanks with City of Crime. See that streamer? We're just in time. We have stumbled into a major crime. They got the girl off right. Now that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice. Buddy, we're putting this party on ice. But don't you know we really ought to read them their rights? Read them their rights. Read them their rights. Well, I'm here tonight to rap about your rights. Because right now you're in trouble. Don't have to say nothing at all. Y'all got two calls and you better make them all the City of Crime was written by Ira Newborn, who did all the music for the movie. Newborn is known mostly for his work scoring and writing songs for movies such as Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Sixteen Candles, The Naked Gun, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. The list is huge. But to the best of my knowledge, this is Newborn, Aykroyd, and Hanks' first and only foray into rap. Mob, and it is our job to bust you all for being violent. While we are here, let's state it clear. You have the right to remain silent. Well, excuse me, comma, Mr. Crabstone, what is wrong with what you're doing? We just like to dance in our goldskin pants around this ancient ruin. Now, not so funny that it costs big money if you ever have to hire a lawyer. It's my duty to inform you and my pleasure to warn you. We'll provide one for you. The song actually has a little bit of rap credibility behind it. It was produced by J.B. Moore and Robert Ford, who were both known for their work with rap pioneer Curtis Blow. And my bell sends you a whopping bill. With 18 phone calls to Brazil. And you borrowed money from the mob. And yesterday you lost your job. Well, these are the brakes. The song also appeared on the Dragnet soundtrack released on MCA Records. It was also released as a 7-inch single, or again, 45s as we used to call them back then. The B-side was an instrumental version of the song. And it also had an accompanying music video that even got a decent amount of play on MTV back then. In a 2015 interview on The Graham Norton Show, Tom Hanks revealed not only does he remember the lyrics to the song, but he tells who choreographed the video. This is a, a sort of little-known thing. I didn't know. But you are a recording artist. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let's say I've, I've been forced into the studio at gunpoint on occasion, yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you went all kind of hip-hop rappy on us, didn't you? We, yes, I have a, I have a, I have an, a rap hit that... that <laughs> Haunts me for the rest of my days, yes, yes. Because this was you and... and uh, Danny, Aykroyd. Danny Aykroyd. We were promoting Dragnet, a motion picture in 1987, and we sang, of course, everybody can sing along, look out, Strebeck, you're just in time. We have stumbled into a major crime. She's got the girl off frightened. Now, that's not nice. I think she is the subject of a sacrifice. Buddy, we're putting this party on ice. But first, you know, we really ought to read them their rights. Read them their rights. Read them their rights. <laughs> that was uh, that was really good. You know, and, uh, that was 
We did a uh, we did a video. It was choreographed by Paula Abdul, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Choreographed by Paula Abdul. My favorite part of that video, since it's from 2015, Tom Hanks looks like Sully Sullenberger while rapping there. It's a pretty good combo. City of Crime also featured guitar from Pat Thrall. When he was just 18 years old, he was involved in the first ever instructional book for rock guitar titled Improvising Rock Guitar, Volume 1. His band Cookin' Mama was featured on the book's demonstration record that was included. In later years, he'd go on to play guitar for Asia, Meatloaf, and the Pat Travers Band, even co-writing the song Snortin' Whiskey with Pat Travers. Thrall also played in Hughes and Thrall with the man who sings the choruses on City of Crime, Glenn Hughes. Hughes had started out in the band Trapeze, but is probably best known for his stint as the bassist and co-lead singer of Deep Purple, alongside future Whitesnake vocalist David Coverdale. They were both in the band from 1973 until the breakup in 1976. City of Crime isn't streaming on any music services that I'm aware of, but the music video is on YouTube, which is really the best way to experience the song anyways, so I highly recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. Both Hanks and Aykroyd are fully committed the whole time, and to the surprise of no one, Tom Hanks is a delight. Now you know what you've been doing is a serious crime. And you'll probably be doing some serious crime. In case you might be worried about the friends you lose. At least they get to see you on the evening news. It's a new sensation. We go down to the station. You're going to answer some questions. And have some refreshments. What is your full name? And that's going to be it for this week. Uh, FYI, I listened to your votes. And this coming Tuesday's Bizarre Albums episode will be on Dinosaurs, Big Songs. Yep, that is an album from the ABC sitcom Dinosaurs from the early 90s. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Teased in a very early episode of Bizarre Albums, and now it's coming back. So I think that's going to be something I do on the Patreon episodes now, is tell you guys what the next episode of Bizarre Albums is going to be. Give you a little sneak peek. Hope you like that. If you do or you don't, let me know. At Tony Thaxton on Twitter, or at Bizarre Albums on Twitter, or Instagram for both of those. Let me know. Anyways, that's it for this week. So, uh, as always, thank you for the support, and I'll see you next week.